guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. You are now sitting in for another action-packed episode of Section 312, and it is our holiday Christmas special. We recap NFL Week 15, plus we have an all-new Selection 312 for Week 16. We have a new Sneedlers list. We have Kevin Sneed, who stops by and sits in Section 312, former wide receiver for the New York Giants. We have the no starting... Relation. Yeah, no relation. No relation at all, but, you know, somewhere down the, sh- the tree, I feel like there has to be. Because I feel like everybody with your last name has to, you know, somewhere down the line be related. But anyway, new starting five Christmas movies, favorite Christmas movies by us of all time. We bring back Famer Fraud for this week. We update you guys on the Ball Guy of the Year tournament. And... We got a great show. Let's just jump right into it. But before we do that, this episode of the podcast is brought to you guys by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a DFS app for prop bets. Uh, They're bringing you guys some great offers right now. They have two exclusive promos heading into the new year. All right. It's going to blow you out of the water. First time deposits with a minimum up to $20. Uh, When you enter our code SEC312, you're going to get a match on your instant first $10. Like, they're giving you money, guys. The minimum $20, they're going to give you $10. And then when you sign up, they're giving you $5 extra. So you're going to get $10 plus an extra $5. That's $15, dude. Both of the promos that they got going on are going to end on January 1st of 2020. Go check them out, Thrive Fantasy in the App Store today, or go to thrivefantasy.com. You could bet the over and under for Sunday with Patrick Mahomes against the Bears. I'll take whatever over because I feel like he's going to torch the Bears. The Bears have given up, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But enter our code, SEC312, to get an instant match on your first uh, deposit up to $10. Plus, they're going to give you an extra $5. So, guys, Thrive Fantasy. Go to thrivefantasy.com or the App Store today. Check them out. NFL Week 15. uh, Bears are dead. The Bears are now officially hibernating, eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, did we all watch the game except for Matt? I did. I watched it. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, pretty embarrassing, I would say. Uh, there was reports that Mitchell Trubisky kind of like got into it with Nagy before the games even started and you know said, hey, I want to scrap this whole bullshit game plan. But I guess it it didn't uh, go as they planned. Let's just jump right to the end of the game. That final play of the game, that looked like some backyard bullshit. It almost worked, though. It should have worked, yeah. Yeah, it should have. Allen Robinson was wide open. Wide open. Yeah, Waited too long. That is also true, but I was I mentioned it like normally we see normally you see the hook and ladder play when it's at like the you know your own like twenty yard line and there's you know, there's so much that needs to happen. I thought it was creative to do the hook and ladder in that side of the field. I feel like you have a higher probability of of getting it to work, like the Bears almost did when there's only that much room for you to for you to complete it. So I wonder if moving forward. If, if we don't see other teams try a hook and ladder when they only have, you know, like 40 or 50 yards to go. Yeah, I was about to say, what if, you know, just hypothetical here, uh, we become head coach of a new expansion team in the NFL and our whole game plan is hook and ladder as much as you can. <laughs> so we run the ball, you're going down hook and ladder. 
We throw a short little screen pass. You're about to get leveled hook and ladder. And we just try and gain as much yards as we can just just tossing it back, you know? It would be it would be a fantasy football nightmare. <laughs> Who would get the points? Who would get the points That's for that? True. I don't know because I, I, Tariq Cohen Ooh. got like some points on it apparently. Like I, I was looking at in in your league, which shout out to me because I won. Yeah, I won congratulations! Him, um, you, I want I want to go on record saying if you did not beat me by one point, I blow Kodo out of the water. Shout out! Shout out Darius Slayton for getting me getting me to to that point and. Uh, then uh, Z- shout out to Zeke Elliott for the two touchdowns after I asked Santa nicely for for him to for Zeke to get me a touchdown. Um, but yeah, like, that would just be a fantasy nightmare if that was actually how how you ran a team. But but seriously, think about that. Like instead of a hail mary where the entire defense knows that that's what you're doing and you're basically just hoping for the deflection to end in your player's arms. Why not do a hook and ladder if you're at the 50 or, or the opposing 45 yard line, where all you need is a couple blockers in front of you, and you know, the, hopefully something goes on. I mean, obviously you're not likely to get it, but I feel like you're gonna have a better chance than being like, yeah, let's just throw it up to a sea of defenders and hope that our guy comes up with it. Yeah, unless your quarterback's Aaron Rodgers, I think that's a better opportunity. <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. He's so good at the Hail Mary. But, I mean, other than that, yeah, it's, it's such a low-end play. So, Mitch threw the ball to begin that play, and then it got hooked backwards, and then Mitch got it again. So, does he get, like, do all those yards count for his passing yards, but then he ended up getting the ball again? So does he get rushing yards on that play as did. well? That's, he gets the passing yards up to where Cohen had it, and then it starts being rushing yards after that, I think, or something weird. It's really confusing. Here, I'm trying to – I'm looking it up right now, how to score a hook and lateral play. Yeah. Someone on Red, someone on Reddit has, like, a whole thing about it. Wouldn't that be a terrible bad beat if that's how you lose your game, your fantasy playoff game, because of that hook and lateral? Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> – well, here, like bet, so someone you know, like messes up the betting line on that. So here, so here was the example on Reddit, and we're also getting very dated on this reference because it involves. So it involves Kelvin Benjamin makes a ten-yard catch near the end of the game, then laterals to Jericho Cotchery. Oh, I haven't heard that another, name in forever. Yeah, who picks mm-hmm. up another? Who picks up another ten yards? How is that officially scored? Is it a catch and 10 yards for Benjamin plus 10 receiving yards for Kotchery or what happens? So someone replied to that and said, yes, Kelvin Benjamin gets the points for the catch and the yards up to the lateral. And then it's yeah. Jericho Kotchery and anyone else. They get points up until they lateral it. So I guess it's basically. So he's a moving quarterback is what he is. That's kind of what I was saying, though. Yeah. Is, uh, so you, apparently, the catch, then after yeah. The battle, they all get their own yards after. That. Anyway, but it, but you don't get points for a catch because he this someone right. added on someone added on and they're like, well, Kotri wouldn't get points for a reception. It's not a reception. Just it's more of a handoff. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's basically a handoff, like a like when you do like a behind the line pass where they talk about it being ruled a a handoff sometimes, like depending yeah, on where the where the receiver is. Twice. Yeah, it would count as like a run yard or something, or it can't be two catches. So whoever the initial target is, they get a point for a catch, and then however many yards they get. But the second they lateral it back, their yardage is done, and it's the next person, and so on. So the Bears' season ended on that play. Uh, 
I feel I feel like it hurts more because it's the Packers who who did it to us. But I mean, they didn't have like a crazy ass game, you know. It was just like the Bears didn't fully show up, you know. I mean, they were there. Mitch looked all right. He didn't look bad. Uh, I'm starting to regain my confidence again in Mitch Trubisky. I, I think it's more of the play calling from Nagy and what he wants to run as an offense, not necessarily of Mitch's capabilities of can he throw the ball. Because we've seen after the second half of the season, once he started becoming more mobile again, he's throwing the ball well. He looked, I'm okay with him being the quarterback next year. Um, but what are we going to expect Sunday against the Chiefs? The game did not get flexed out of prime time. So it's the Sunday night game, Chiefs and Bears. Do we see the Bears, you know, maybe rest some guys? Or, I mean, because the season's over. What do we do now? Do we try? I mean, we don't have a first-round draft pick. It's going to the Raiders. So what happens? Quick quick point I want to make about, about Sunday with the Bears lose, losing to the Packers. I think... I'm not a guy who likes to blame the officials for a, yeah. for a team for a team loss, but but that that fair the the quote unquote fair catch interference that they called against Cordero Patterson on on a routine punt, which which would have ended up being a fumble recovered by the Bears, that was honestly the difference maker in the game because. With that call, I think it was a seven-seven game at that time. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I thought it was seven-seven. Oh, yeah, so huge. Yeah, and, yeah. You lose I the momentum it, of that. Yeah, it, that was a huge play in the game. It's you know it's a close game. They Cordero Patterson lays a clean hit on the punter. It's a fumble. Bears recover in Packer territory. Man, yeah, but the officials call fair catch interference. Which the guy never personal even personal foul too, which it's like, yeah personal foul when he never fair caught it. Which and then Rogers drives down, Rogers drives down and throws a touchdown. That's the that's the little difference maker. But um, yeah, moving forward, I mean, I I, I would actually kind of like to see the Bears. I mean, they're not going to sit people on Sunday Night Football because the NFL is probably not going to allow them to do that since the NFL, unlike the NBA actually has a bit of a stranglehold on what the players can and can't do. Um, so I would, I kind of think that they're not going to bench anybody on, on Sunday, but week 17, I would be very surprised if Chase Daniel doesn't start week 17. Um, but I mean, at this point now the bears are playing spoiler. So we could actually see them play, <laughs> some fun football like we saw last year where they're not really going to have, they don't have anything to play for. So might as well open up the bag of tricks. So is this the, like, uh, is this like Joe Madden's final hoorah? You know, now we're going to have Tariq Cohen, maybe play a couple positions at quarterback, a couple downs, you know, we're going to have, you know, Mitch run uh, a QB run up the middle. You know, it's like, are we going to see some more of these trick plays? Is Nagy going to start going for it on fourth down every time now? I don't see why he wouldn't. Might as well. We're not going to kick the ball anytime soon. Pinheiro hasn't hasn't they haven't attempted a field goal longer than thirty yards with Pinheiro in like four weeks. So yeah, Lord knows they're not going to actually kick field goals unless they're inside the ten yard line. But yeah, why not let let Cohen throw a deep ball to Trubisky? Just see what the hell happens. <laughs> yeah, the Week Seventeen game will be you know really sloppy because I don't think the Vikings will be playing many people either. They're going to be probably locked in a spot. I mean, unless yeah. they beat the Packers, but I don't think they're going to beat the Packers universally. Yeah, exactly. If the, the Vikings are going to basically be clinched for a wild card, and they're assuming yeah, there's not like going to be anything going on. Yeah, yeah. So, locked into that sixth seed, so then they might be resting people, and the Bears might rest some people, and this, that game might be really 
Uh, like the replacements or something, yeah. Bell out I kind of. I, I hope the Bears rest people at, at this point with, with the injury problems that they've had this year and, and with this year basically being a dumpster fire all season. They were just doing a good job of controlling it for a little while there, but now it's a full-blown inferno. They might as well, for Week 17, definitely sit Trubisky. I'd say sit Cohen, sit Allen Robinson. Anyone who's had any sort of injury problems – why why even play them on week 17 let ridley you know shine let him get let him get the start you know let montgomery shine like let some of these guys just take over you know you brought it up and before we get off of the bears here i want to formally apologize to uh alan robinson uh first year as a bear and I believe it's his second year career-wise with over a 1,000 receiving yards. Uh, he finally showed up this year. We finally utilized the guy who we went out and declared as our, you know, number one in the death chart. So I'm sorry, Alan, for uh, saying that you uh, could never do it because you, you proved me wrong. You did do it even with Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback. So, Alan Robinson, uh, I apologize. Uh, come on the show. <laughs> So let's just get an update right now. Selection 312, I, I don't remember who I chose last week. I, I hope I'm not as bad. I think I'd maybe shit the bed again. But who is our but guest? I did my usual two out of three. I'm always two out of three. Who's our yeah, guest picker for this week? This week we are going with Cole Berry, uh, our first teacher that we've had on the show. He's an element. I think he's a middle school teacher in Indiana, former, former SIU Saluki and all around good dude and another he's another cowboy fan we had we had dylan the cowboy fan on on week 13 for oh. picks now we have we have week 16 with another cowboy fan so um a bit rough there but yeah quentin last week uh yeah you didn't you didn't do so good um you uh, for the yeah for the for the second straight week you lost your extra point and your, your upset picks because you picked the bears and you picked the raiders which that hurts, but you picked the Patriots. So what are the standings looking like? Well, Quentin, you are currently in last place. Yes. You are, you are 6 for 15, wow. and you hold a minus 10 wow. um, point differential. Oh, my God. Um, so there's two weeks left, so I'm not going to – I don't know if you're mathematically eliminated, but you're definitely going to need some help. Um, coming in third place is currently Mr. Vance Schmidt. Um, Vance two for three again, but your upset pick, uh, hurts you with the chargers there. So you are currently 10 of 15, but hold a plus two rating. And our second place is our guest pickers. Mr. Justin Trevino did not so good. Well, actually scratch that. He did okay. He, he picked the Cardinals for an upset. So the second week in a row that our guest pickers have had a very surprising upset pick. We had Denver two weeks ago against the Texans and now the Cardinals. He picked the Niners. That hurts. And he also took who, the Patriots. Who picked that? That was my buddy Justin Trevino out in San he Diego. Picked he picked Denver? No, that was two weeks ago. Uh, Daniel Hartman. Daniel Hartman did that. That was our he, only uh, guest. He needs to go to Vegas or something. That was our only. He's So far, Daniel Hartman is our only guest picker to go undefeated. He went undefeated that week. Um, and currently in first place is your boy, Jeremy, 
at 11 for 15, and I hold a plus 10 point differential. So, you boys need to catch up. But our guest pickers are 10 of 15, and they are plus 6. And then some analytics for you. This, picking the Saints so far has gotten us 4-0. and oh. Picking the Raiders has gotten us 1-3. and three. So you might want to not pick the Raiders anymore. And then picking against the Bengals, so far we are 5-0. and oh. Picking against the Browns, we are 1-2. and two. So a little bit of analytics for you. All right, I'm ready. I got my picks locked in. I'm good to go. So let's get this moving. All right, beginning with our guest picker, Mr. Cole Berry, as we mentioned. For his upset, he likes the Cleveland Browns at home against the Ravens in a ballsy, ballsy upset pick. He also wants the Seattle Seahawks in a lock uh, against the Cardinals. And since he's a Cowboy fan, of course, he's picking the boys on the road against Philly for his extra point. As for me, the current lead dog in the standings race, I want the Bills as my upset pick as they host New England this weekend, or they go to New England, pardon me. Um, I like the Bills as my upset. I like the Ravens as a lock against the Browns, and I will also go with the Dolphins as my extra point as they host the 1-13 Cincinnati Bengals. All right, all right, Vance. Oh, I thought you were going next. I can. <laughs> Someone you go. go. All right. Someone go. Okay. So, for my extra point this week, I am going to go with the Buffalo Bills over the Patriots. Okay. That's my extra point, okay? Because nobody circles the Patriots like those damn Buffalo Bills. So, I'm going with the Bills. My upset. For the week, I'm going the Tennessee Titans over the uh, New Orleans Saints. Okay. Reminder, Quentin, you have yet to get an upset pick right. This is the week. Derrick Henry's going to run belligerently. Just run him down. Uh, Okay. And my favorite for this week, I'm going with the G-Men over the R-Words. You're going with the Giants? Eli's final game. Redskins. Is it okay. Eli's final game, or is it's Daniel Jones starting again? It doesn't matter. I'm going with the G-Men over the R-Words. <laughs> okay. I guess those are the picks of a guy in last place. So let's uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, for my upset... All right. Yeah, for my upset, I want to go... I'm going to go Lions over Broncos. Okay, I like it. I like it. And then um, the extra point, I'm going to go with Colts over Panthers. Panthers are starting Will Greer, third-string quarterback. Um, And then the extra point one I want – or did I say that one? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. did you want the Colts for a lock? Yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. This other one I'm going to do for the lock. My bad. Okay. Both of the extra point. And then this one is the lock here would be the Saints over the Titans. All right. There we go. So those are our picks. So selection 312, week 16. Let's see if I can get back into the positive side of things. And before we get into Matt's moment, 
because Matt, you you haven't really said much this week. Our IT guy, he he likes to sit back. Hi, I think it's that striped shirt he's wearing a little bit. But we got something well, for. See, here's the thing. Despite me wearing stripes, I don't like to do stripes for the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I'm quiet. I don't have nothing to say about that crappy league. So, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, before we get into Matt's moment, it was brought to my attention by Jeremy that on the mark of this voting for impeachment stuff, you know, we're not getting into politics, but he thought it would be a very good idea. If we could impeach anybody in the realm of sports right now, who would it be? Stan Kroenke. Go off. Just go off, Matt. Seriously, seriously, screw Stan Kroenke. (laughs) Why? Because. So he's been holding that one in. Because, because screw him. I'll save it for my moment. No, go into it. Go, (laughs) go into it. How are you going to have a league, NFL, for example, and have these set rules and stuff and say, before you go ahead and relocate, have the team present to you a viable option for a stadium? It was a very good option that was presented to them, but his plan has been like years in the making already bought freaking property in California. There's a good deal on the table, and he says, you know what, you guys, I'm going to California. And the NFL, just let him do it. He just let him do it, bend all the rules, and then just just send him on his way. More money for NFL, more money for Stan Kroenke, and more pitchforks headed his way, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, rip his fucking head off. (laughs) (laughs) Jack. Bite his freaking head off. KSDK from St. Louis, uh, Frank Cusimano, he had a very good, very good segment a couple times on his uh, sports show on the news. So if you want to watch it sometime, everything I said, he can say it better. (laughs) I think you said it just fine. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we know who Matt would impeach in the realm of sports. I have a good one. Late. Let's hear it. Uh, president of the NCAA, I don't know his name, but I mean, just that whole organization as a whole, I mean, it's just insane. All the money that's brought in and you know, none of it is redistributed you know, through players and people who make it for you. It's just kind of insane. Okay. So the president. So so far we've got Stan Kroenke, and <laughs> we have the president of the NCAA. Uh, I Quinn, think. What about you? Oh, if anybody in the world of sports, if I could impeach them, uh, I'm gonna stick to Chicago, and it's time for Jim Boylan to go because that man's a clown. <laughs> That man is Bozo. <laughs> that man is Bozo. He is the Ringling Brothers. He is running a circus. And I, I, I don't want him anywhere anywhere near my development for my team. Jim Boylan, I mean, he looks like he looks like Grimace. He, he he looks like he could go put on the purple Grimace suit and be 
what is supposedly supposed to be the chicken nugget of McDonald's. He's that's <laughs> that's Jim Boylan. He's a clown. That but guy. Here's the thing, Quentin. I like chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, you don't like Jim Boylan. <laughs> Nobody likes Jim Boylan. We should have six more wins because of Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan should not be coaching at an at an NBA level. He shouldn't be coaching at a college level. He should probably be on the Pee Wee team that has the guys and girls on the same team when you're when you're little. He could probably do that pretty well. At the YMCA? Yeah, at the what? No, not even the That's too high up. More like at your neighborhood rec center. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And one. Oh, um, so for me, uh, a little side note. Uh, I didn't want to give a full, a full vote to this, but Josh Gordon should probably just not. I think he should self-impeach himself from whoa, the world whoa, sports. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get into that, uh, yeah. do we know what he got busted for substance abuse again? Because if it was PEDs. from... PEDs. Okay, PEDs. right. It was PEDs, but then he got performance enhancing and substance abuse. So if they're trying to ban him again for marijuana, it, it's time maybe Josh Gordon goes to the MLB. Yeah. That could work. <laughs> but did Maybe, they ever but... come out and say what the substance was that he was abusing? Uh, nothing a quick uh, Google search no. can't figure out. Because if if they're busting him again for marijuana, I think that's very messed up. I heard he has some other substance issues, though, too. Like they were saying, like, the coding and stuff like that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I haven't. I didn't. I don't know all the facts, but I would love to find out what exact substance that they're getting him for. Yeah, I had just heard that on the radio or something the other day. And there was something like there was more to it, or he has more issues than just that, like alcohol, coding. Like he just kind of abuses everything. Did you just say MLB? Yeah, the MLB. The MLB. Ju- you didn't hear that the MLB just got rid of marijuana as a banned substance. So all. Yeah, yeah, I heard about. Now that it's okay. Yeah, no, it's okay now. Because it's a way that they can cope with all their stress and their pain. It's They don't have to be prescribed, you know, uh, painkillers now. I think it's just an excuse to smell like cat piss. Well. <laughs> anyway. If I... If I... Going back to what are you cheesing, Matt? You've been watching too much South Park. You're cheesing, man. You're smelling the cat pee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Good loud pack smell like cat piss. (laughs) God, I want to know where you're getting your stuff from. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's how the song goes, and I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck all that. (laughs) So, what'd you find out, Jeremy? Oh, I couldn't find anything. But all right, all right, all right. Substance abuse. He's got a problem. Josh Gordon, get it fixed, dude, because you're probably one of the top ten best wide receivers when you're, you know, on your game and healthy. You were a stud in Cleveland. You're pretty good in New England with Tom Brady, and I was really hoping you were going to make a playoff run here with Seattle, but that does not look to be the case. So, and so now the. Who I would impeach from the world of sports if we're if we're still on that topic? I thought you just said um, Josh Gordon. I said that was a. I, I said he should self impeach himself. That wasn't my vote. So he should. No. Re, he should just. Mention. They have a word for yeah. that. You know, it's called resign. Exactly. So whatever. <laughs> but 
I my vote for impeachment would be for Mr. Robert Kraft in the New England oh, Patriots. That's a good one. What? As much as much as I am also not a fan of Bill Belichick and think he's a cheater and not as good of a head coach as everyone says he is. At this point, I think Robert Kraft is a little bit more to blame with now their their other uh, cheating scandal. If the Patriots are supposedly so good, why are they cheating on teams? They had Spygate a few years ago. Because they're not good. It's a gate, and now cheating 2.0, and they're cheating on a one-win team. So, Robert Kraft, I'm annoyed with you. I'm annoyed with the Patriots. What about him with the... Uh... What about him with the, the massage therapist? That is also wink, true. Wink. <laughs> that is also true. In so Florida. I just I th- I think it's it's time for us to to move on. They they voted Trump on abuse of power, and I feel like with these with these cheating scandals with the Patriots and Deflategate, I feel like isn't that an abuse of power? Yeah, you know, but the the Patriots aren't. I mean, on paper. Their record shows that they're good, but Mitch Trubisky has a more better stats than Tom Brady this year. And this is the first year that you know Tom Brady did not make the pro. We'll get, you know we'll get into it. Well, first time I was I think they said first time since like 2008 or something. But I think that was when he got hurt, so that would make sense why he didn't make it. Right, right, right. But we'll 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 definitely get into it here in a little bit. But before we do all that, let's get into our interview with former wide receiver for the New York Giants, Kevin Sneed. We've been working on getting this interview for a while. It finally happened because uh, we changed our way of recording. Uh, so it was easier for him and easier for guests in the future. Uh, I asked a, a lot of you know NFL questions and football questions. He seemed to get a little bit annoyed by that because I guess he's more focused on uh, track now, which is awesome. You know, we'd love to see him in the Olympics. He's training to, for the indoor track team down in Florida there, and fastest man I can say we've ever had on the podcast. Out of all of our guests, he clocked a forty at four two two. Tied with John Ross of the Bengals, fastest ever. Uh, tore a hamstring though, so that left his NFL career short. Definitely open to a comeback, maybe XFL with Vince McMahon. We talked about his French Bulldogs and how you know the breed itself can gas out a room. So here's our interview with Kevin Sneed. Now sitting in section 312, we probably have the fastest man to ever call into the show. It is former New York Giants wide receiver Kevin Sneed. Kevin, thanks for taking the time to sit in section 312. And I'm going to just say it. You are the fastest guy to ever be on the podcast. How fast have you been clocked running? Oh, man, thanks for having me on. Uh, my fastest 40 time, it was a quarter, it was a 422. Yeah, I know it was a four two two, and it matched John Ross of the Bengals. But like top speed wise, has anybody like just held like a speedometer to see how fast you were actually running? Um, I'm sure they have. Um, I had uh, dozens of scouts at my pro day and at private workouts that I had that I held, but um, I haven't heard any numbers back on a specific time. You think you could top out at twenty miles an hour? Ah, uh, yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so yeah. you mentioned you got hand clocked at four two two. Okay, it did match John Ross. How did you prepare for that forty yard dash? Did you do anything special, anything different than your normal routine? Yeah, my diet, man. Um, just months before my pro day, you know, I just kind of cut back on the meat. Uh, I just ate salads, man, and, and drank a lot of water, made sure I was I was stressed out, and I just I just you know I meditated, man, and just prepared myself. And I just went out and performed. 
And you you did perform, you know, four two two. It's unheard of. If I were to try and run it, I'd get like a six something. I am not fast at all, you know. I'm six seven, but I'm not fast at all. So okay. So you're a former wide receiver of the Giants. Uh, before the injury, because you tore your hamstring, can you walk me through what happened? I've never torn a hamstring. I have no idea what it feels like. But how did you tear your hamstring? Uh, it was actually, man, um, like. Three days before the first before the first preseason game, and um, we were inside practicing. It was kind of chilly that day. And I don't know if I didn't if I didn't stretch stretch out or warm up enough. Um, I just was preparing to run a route, and I, I sidestepped, and I just immediately just fell to the ground, and I, I couldn't walk. Uh, my hamstring sent me to the hospital, um, and they told me that tore my hamstring by four centimeters. You know, so um, you know they did a couple procedures to try to get it back. So. Uh, for the past year, so I just been uh, taking care of it, just trying to get back. And you're still rehabbing it and still trying to get to a hundred percent here nowadays. Like, have you uh, gotten well, any well, calls well, from any teams? Yeah, actually, I have. Um, I had a, I had uh, private workouts with a few teams, but right now, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm running track full time, and I have fully recovered. I'm running track full time. I just moved out to Orlando, Florida, and um, I have a great uh, support system out here. I have a great coach. You know, so we're just taking it one day at a time, just preparing for this upcoming track season. Okay, so you you've mainly focused more on the track side of it. You you wouldn't want to, you know, if a team called in the NFL to go back, or you just, you know, you've put that kind of at ease, and track is where your head's at right now. Yeah, actually, track is where my head is right now. Um, you know, I'm just taking it a day at a time. You know, um, um, I'm not really focused on football right now. If it happens in the future, then it happens. But for right now, um, I'm just focusing on track and field. Now, you know, the NFL's been, you know, getting, you know, major concern with all the, you know, rule changes and everything like that. But let me just throw something at you. What if Vince McMahon calls you for the XFL? Would that be something you'd be interested in? Uh, yeah, in, in the future. Um, you know, since my injury, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm just focusing on track right now. But um, I, I just really want to see what my speed is. You know, I, I've done a lot of training. I've been working out here since um, July. You know, so um, I'm just curious to see where where, I, where I'll be running this year, and um, you know, once I, once I finish with this, you know, maybe I I might be interested in in, in, uh, in XFL. So so, what do you do for the track side of it? What's your uh, what's your races? I'm a hundred meter sprinter, so I run a hundred meter dash. So just just training hard and preparing for that. Are you trying to make it to the Olympics? Trying to be on the U.S. team? Yeah, we're taking it a day at a time, but you know that's that's that's, that's the, the goal, goal, right? You know, right, right. So, <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty cool. You know, you go to the Olympics. I don't even know where the next Olympics is at. Next, uh, do you have any idea where it is? Oh uh, man, it, it slipped my mind. Like I said, we haven't even been focusing on it. You know, like basically right now, we're just we're just working on you know uh, the indoor, the in, making the indoor team right now. So we, we we're not even looking that far, you know. If it happens, it'd be a blessing. I'd be thankful, and I definitely uh, participate, you know. But uh, we're just taking it one day at a time. So you know, following up with the Olympic thing, uh, I'm sure you remember Michael Phelps. He uh, he raced a shark. He raced a shark okay. on like national television. Would you, would you race like something really fast? How about like an ostrich? You think you can outrun an ostrich? I'll be down for the race. <laughs> I'll be down for the race. I, I bet on myself against anything and anybody. So anytime you ask me, I'm going to always bet on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Especially an animal, you know, you could just 
Maybe uh, the animal doesn't move. You got, we have no idea. My real, here's my next question for you. You know, you went, you were in the NFL for a little bit before the injury. Now you're track, you know, you're doing great things trying to get back to, you know, your glory days back there. But how come you don't have a blue check mark? What's up with that? How come you're not verified on anything? Right. Um, I'm not sure, man. Um, I switched a couple uh, agencies, man, and, you know, they, they have a big part in it, you know, and, um, you know, in the marketing side. But, um, I'm not sure. I haven't really been in, in, into it too much. I had a couple of people asking that, you know, but um, I haven't really put too much time into it, too much thought into it. I'm sure if I if I reached out to a couple of people, if I took it seriously, I I could get it done. But you know, I I just haven't you know put in the effort. So, when you started your whole professional career, you know, the track side of it, the football side of it, how old were you when you signed your first agent? Oh uh, man, actually, man, to be honest with you, I started kind of late. I, I didn't finish college until I was 25. You know, so I, I went to a couple of junior colleges out, out in Arizona, and after that I signed with uh, Eastern Michigan, and I finished my uh, college career out in Carson, Newman, in Tennessee. So I didn't finish until I was 25, and then 2017 I signed with the New York Giants. So, yeah. But how, do, how does the whole agent thing work? Does the Do you get a bunch of phone calls from people? Like a Scott Boris, he's the big guy in the MLB right now. He just cashed in over $800 million for his clients. Like, do they all call you? Do you have to reach out to agents to, you know, uh, work just, for you? It, it just kind of, right, it just kind of depends. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off either. No, you're but, good. Um, it, just, it just kind of depends on your status. You know, like if you if you go to a big school, you know, you have a great season. You kind of have people reaching out to you from all over the place. Uh, me, I was I was a small school guy, you know, but I had a lot of great uh, stats, you know, and um, awards. So I had a few, uh, about three or four agents that reached out to me. And luckily, I was able to choose the right one and was able to get me to land in a, with a team. Man, I got to get me an agent. You know, we're getting all these big guests on our show. I got to get an agent so I can start getting booked. Uh, I got a couple of final questions here before we let you go. Uh, I see on Instagram all the time, you got two French Bulldogs. Right. I have one as well. My question to you is, my French Bulldog, she'll clear out a room. If she farts, oh my God. Do yours do the same? Is it just like a French Bulldog thing? Right, absolutely. I, I've done my research on them, and I, I've seen a lot of people say the same thing. I actually have two two small puppies. Uh, my oldest is three months, and uh, I just purchased another one uh, this week, and she's uh, what nine weeks. So, but I, I've definitely uh, experienced it, so I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, we have those issues here too. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You know, it'll be like right, a whole right. living room. You won't hear a thing, and then it'll just like go right, right across your face, and people Light start up the leaving. Whole room, right. <laughs> so well kevin thank you for taking the time to sit in section 312 we hope you have a great upcoming track season we hope you make the indoor team and i really hope to see you on the olympic team sometime soon all right man and i thank you so much for your patience too man i'm glad we're finally able to get this done man yeah me too all right take care kevin all right you too man And that interview with Kevin Sneed was brought to you by our good friends at Karaoke Adventure. Do you want the best entertainment around? 
How about Karaoke Adventure, guys? Karaoke Adventure provides the DJ for any occasion. Birthday parties, family gatherings, block parties, a night with friends, you know. You're going out for New Year's is coming up, Christmas Eve, you don't have any plans. Give Karaoke Adventure a call. They bring everything to you guys. The PA, the mics, the TV, the lighting, everything you need for a singing good time. They have over 30 years experience. You call Eric St. Michael's today, 773-732-6597 and tell them that Section 312 sent you and you will get 15% off your first karaoke adventure. Yeah, it's an adventure, guys. You got to partake in it to witness it, to experience it. Karaoke adventure. Go follow them on Facebook at karaoke adventure at facebook.com today to see videos and much, much more. Karaoke adventure. All right, guys. Uh, bringing back a segment here, we don't do it often. But I feel like it was a very good time to bring it back for this week. It is another edition of Fame or Fraud. I got a list of topics for you guys. You guys got to tell me if you think it's going to be fame or if it's going to be fraud for what happens or how you feel about it. Uh, We'll start right out of the gate. North Central College in Naperville going to the championship game against University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Fame or fraud for North Central? Fame. Fame, baby. Oh, I was I was gonna say fraud. Wisconsin Whitewater is a they are a very tough out in, in Division three, and I don't know as, as as much as I would love to see North Central get it done. I, I don't know. Yeah, they I'm, already got Mount Union this year. Um, very good offensive team. I, they definitely got a shot. I mean, I wouldn't say you know obviously it's not a you know guarantee, but I feel good about their chances. I'm going with fraud. I hope they get blown out of the water by Whitewater. I'm hoping they lose by, like, 60 points. I am all opposed of North Central College. All right, next, you brought up Tom Brady, Pro Bowl snub. Fame or fraud? Do you think he deserved to get in there just because it's Tom Brady and this is possibly his last year with the Patriots? Not in the NFL, but just the Patriots? Or do you think it was the right decision? I think it was the right decision for him not to make the Pro Bowl. His numbers are terrible. Absolutely. But then again, Khalil Mack probably didn't deserve to be in the Pro Bowl either, but but there but he got voted in, so at least Khalil yeah. Mack doesn't deflate balls. Uh, I guess that's true. That is all I mean the, that is also true. The three quarterbacks that made it are all great choices, you know, and these young athletic quarterbacks that are making plays we haven't seen before. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with the guys that made it. Agreed. Next you know, we got Lamar, Mahomes and uh, Next for you guys, the Buffalo Bills. Fame or fraud? Absolutely fame. We're circling these wagons? In terms of what? I have been a member of Bills Mafia all season. Josh Allen, now Devin Singletary, starting to get things going. They got John Brown, who's a stud. Dawson Knox is decent at tight end. Their defense is good. You got old man Frank Gore still running on the tracks. Yeah. Do you guys think they're going to win a playoff game? Is what you're saying? I absolutely think they'll win. That is what I'm asking you. If they're a legit contender, fame or fraud? Absolutely. Well, as of right, they'll they'll run into the wrong team. Well, as of right now, as of right now, they're lined up to be a wild card team, and the projection is that they'll either face, like, they'll probably end up facing the Steelers or. Uh, the Texans or Titans, and I'll take the Bills over the Titans. The Bills already beat the Steelers, and I'll take the Bills over the Texans. 
And are they going to be like the five seed against the Texans? Maybe. Would yeah, the, the, what it would be. the Bills. More the Bills like are. That. The Bills are likely to be the five seed unless unless they can beat New England unless they win out and New England loses. I think both games. If if New England loses both and then the Bills win both, I think the Bills win the division. But likely they'll be the five seed, and that's what I mean. Like for yeah. them to be the five seed in that wild card game, they're gonna they're gonna beat whoever they play in the wild card. Them and Texans will be an interesting game. I think that'll be a pretty good game. True, but. But like Fair. you said, they, they can win that game if they line up against the Texans. Yeah. Because they're good on defense. Next I have for you, news came out today, new hire by the Knicks, former Cavaliers coach David Blatt. <laughs> Where? To the Knicks? Yeah, he's, I would guess, president of baseball or of basketball, basketball opera, op- of, of basketball operations. Is, is he the savior for the New York Knicks? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, <laughs> if, that, if that's the question, no. <laughs> Absolutely I think he could be not. In that job, I mean, you know, but it's basketball ops. So, can we just can we can we impeach can we impeach the entire Knicks team and just have them cease to exist? James James Dolan, that'd be a good one. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> we can impeach James Dolan. All right, guys, I got a couple more left for you. Uh, quarterback that committed to Louisville, he flips it. He's a four-star recruit. Goes to Florida State now. His name is Chubba Purdy. Yeah. Is this guy going to be a star? (laughs) Chubba Purdy. Where's he from? He's going to be legit. Chubba Purdy. I've seen a little bit of his tape. He's decent. Where's he from? I have no idea. I don't remember. He's from Gilbert, Arizona. He's 6'2", 196 pounds. No, 210. He's 6'2", 210 pounds from Gilbert, Arizona. The name is Chubba Purdy. C-H-U-B-B-A-P-U-R-D-Y. Chubba Purdy. I'll buy stock in some Chubba Purdy. Illinois got Deuce Span today. That's another good one. Quarterback. Deuce Span. <laughs> yeah, Chubba he, Purdy. I want him on the show, man. I want Chubba Purdy on the show. He needs to sit in section three, one, two, and that's not go, even. <laughs> go get him. Go I get want him. a Chubba Purdy jersey. <laughs> Next, uh, Drew Holiday. Is he worth a lot via trade? Because he's on the trading block from the Pelicans. Is he? Is he going to be worth what the Pelicans are asking? I would probably say fraud only because the point guard position is a tough position for teams to trade. Like most teams have like a viable point guard option, except for like the Bulls, but they're not going to trade for Drew Holiday. I would imagine they wouldn't. Where do you think Drew Holiday will end up? that's the thing. I I really have no clue. I mean, I'm watching the Mavericks game right now. I mean, maybe Dallas, like, I I don't know who their point guard is. Like for the Lakers, honestly, if they wanted to slide LeBron out of the point guard. Honestly, I think a very good, a very good move would be Drew Holiday to the Miami Heat. Yeah, I can see that too. But my boy Kendrick's playing good ball still. He is playing good ball, and the Heat are doing very well. I got two left for you guys. Robinson are a revelation. I got two left for you guys. Magic Johnson getting credit for the Lakers' success. Fraud. He jumped shit before they were good. He can't say 
can't take well, credit. Well, he kind of got ousted, but I don't know. I mean, I guess he chose to leave, but Palenka was talking smack. That's a whole weird situation, but I think he laid the groundwork for the you know for the plan that they're on right now. So you're you giving know, him credit? Plan was, uh, I would give him some, you know, but it's like you're not there, or, and what's the point of saying it now? I mean, you know what I mean? I'm in between. Like, he deserves some credit, but at the same time, why make that statement now? You know, what, what's the purpose of that? You're not there. You know, <laughs> why, why talk about it? It's like just stirring the pot for no reason. Last one, Madison Bumgarner with the Diamondbacks. Is it going to be a fame or fraud move? Uh, probably probably a little bit of both. I think it's for right. I, I think he'll be right in the middle. The Diamondbacks aren't, aren't really going anywhere anytime Have you seen soon. the ERA, though? When he plays in San Francisco, his ERA is like a two-point-something, and then on the road, it's like almost at a six. But yeah, and Arizona's a really good hitter's ballpark. So it's well, yeah, be- it's an air-conditioned dome, dude. So it's yeah. a completely different atmosphere. I think his home run numbers will increase with him being in Arizona. That'll, oh, no that'll doubt. Be fun. That'll be fun to see how many home runs he hits. But. but Yeah, I like the move for him. I don't know about the team, but he gets to hit. Good weather. He got his money. So that wraps up fame or fraud for this week. I don't know when we'll bring it back again. It's always nice to switch it up with some of the segments here and throw it in. But now it's time for Jeremy's favorite segment of the week. It is Sneedler's <laughs> List. What is on your list for this week? You've been two uh, for two. Two for two in the last two lists where we've basically all agreed on your list. So let's see if you can go three for three. Well, of course, my my main my main goal, of course, is to is to have your approval on, yeah, on man. what I, on Thanks, what I man. come up with. But this one, I think, is going to be really divisive, and it makes me kind of happy. But with with the year coming to the coming to an end soon, I've been watching a lot of videos about you know the top of the year, all that stuff. So I figured this isn't top movies of 2019, but these are top movies that I saw in 2019. So that eliminates some movies because I'm not I can't vote on a movie that I haven't seen. I don't now think this is right. of all platforms, right? Netflix, movie theaters, like or is it? Yes. St- okay. Netflix theaters and Hulu will all be making an appearance on this list. So Ooh. first, so first, I want to list my honorable mentions of the movies I saw that just quite didn't make it. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Avengers Endgame, Velvet Buzzsaw, The Dirt. In the Tall Grass, It Chapter Two, and Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Close, but no cigar. So this week, instead of top ten, we're actually doing top eleven because I couldn't just come up with ten. I wanted another one in there. So this is top eleven movies in 2019 that were seen by these eyes. So starting things off with number 11, we're going with the psychological horror thriller Escape Room. If you haven't seen it, as the people on ESPN would say, haven't seen it, should. Escape Room, it's not a it's not a unique concept, but it's a very fun movie because it plays on the whole how everyone's obsessed with escape rooms now, but what if the escape rooms could actually hurt you? That's kind of this this idea. Think the Saw movies, but less you know, less graphic and unnecessarily violent, but more strategic and like I said, kind of just a fun movie to watch. The ending is a little bit of sequel bait, kind of annoying, but 99% of the movie is awesome. So Escape Room comes in at number 11. Number 10, this is a Hulu original 
and it's called Little Monsters. And it has Lupita Nyong'o, Josh Gad, amongst other people. And it's kind of a horror comedy hybrid where there's a zombie outbreak, but Lupita Nyong'o is the teacher of an elementary school. It's like preschoolers. So you can't tell a group of preschoolers that there's a bunch of zombies trying to kill them. So the movie is her basically being like, hey, this is a game, and don't let them touch you. <laughs> and like, So it's kind of a lighthearted zombie movie, but there's still like a good amount of blood and some it's rated R, so there's like funny moments. And Josh Gad is hilarious in his in his role. So Little Monsters, it's on Hulu. You should check it out. Number nine comes in with Shazam. Shazam makes my list. It's not my favorite superhero movie. We'll get back to that of 2019. But Shazam, much better than I thought it was going to be. That movie's awesome. It sets up very well for future installments. It's a part of the DC universe, but they don't shove it down your throat that it is. There's just kind of little Easter eggs mixed in there about Batman and Superman. But Shazam, he's kind of free to do his own thing. And very fun movie, a good origin story. The acting was terrific. Shazam, really good movie. Next up is The Perfection. It's a Netflix original movie. You might have heard of it because there was some controversy with people saying that the movie was making them sick because there was a scene where you know, there, there's some bugs and a, a saw and there's weird stuff going on. But terrific movie you never really know what to expect there's twists and turns but in a good way not like an m night Shyamalan way but like in a good way where there's different twists and turns and you never really know exactly like every time you think you know what's going on the perfection says that's funny guy let's see what you think now so the perfection terrific little scary movie on netflix that's number eight so so far we have escape room little monsters shazam the perfection next up Rocket Man, my boy Taron Egerton, big fan of him, portrays Elton John in Rocket Man. If Taron Egerton doesn't win the Oscar for Best Actor, I'm going to be very upset because I thought he was terrific playing Elton John. I thought the movie was awesome. Not what I expected it to be, but it was awesome. Rocket Man comes in at number seven. Number six, you can watch it on Hulu now, but it came out in theaters earlier this year. That is Booksmart. Yes. Virtually... One of a, a very, very good movie. Virtually, it's the female version of Superbad. Olivia um, Wilde, shout out. Olivia Wilde, directorial debut. I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, so terrific good. movie. Like I said, think think Superbad, but with a more modern take and with females instead of Jonah Hill. But fun fact. It's not a bad way to describe it. Yeah. Fun fact, <laughs> Beanie Feldstein, who's one of the leads in the movie, is actually Jonah Hill's brother. So that's kind of fun, but book smart. What? <laughs> book smart. Fucking crazy. Book smart. Really funny. It also has Billy Lord from American Horror Story in a role you wouldn't expect her to take, and it's just a really fun movie to watch. Book smart comes in at number six. Now the top five of the movies I saw with my own eyes in 2019, coming in at number five is Climax. It's an A24 production. A24 is by far my favorite movie producers in the game. They make amazing films, and this won't be the last time you hear of them on this list. But Climax, it's a foreign film, which I'm normally not a foreign film guy, but I took an interest to this movie. Without getting into too many details, basically what happens is there's a group of dancers. They're in Spain, and their punch gets spiked with LSD, and they don't know it yet. 
But once oh. they fi- but once they figure it out, you got the people that are cool with it, you got the people that freak out, and you got the people that think the world is ending. And that's kind of the whole movie is I heard it's wild, but I'm not It is it is insane. And I also th- think the movie's awesome because it's a dancing movie and so everybody in the in the cast are professional dancers. There's only one actor in the movie who's an actual actress. So the whole movie, there's amazing choreography. The cinematography is insane. There's like a 45-minute long uh, single take, which is just insane. Um, so definitely should see Climax. Spider-Man Far From Home comes in at number four on my list of movies of 2019. An absolutely bonkers movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, who ends up being the villain. He plays Mysterio, and he plays with Peter Parker with through all these different visual gags, and it's it's just a wild ride. Plus, J.K. Simmons shows up in the post-credit scene as J. J. Jonah Jameson. Gotta love that. Far From Home, number four. Number three, I actually saw it twice this year. That is Us, the ne- the new Jordan Peele in, uh, in- installation. And Us, a terrific movie introducing the Tethered, who are by far one of the best movie villains of the decade. Gotta say that. Us. Another terrific outing by Jordan Peele. And coming in at number two is another A24 production, and that is Midsommar, Midsommar, Midsummer, however you want to pronounce it. Midsummer is my number two choice. A terrific movie. It's the second film from Ari Aster, who wrote and directed Midsommar. He also wrote and directed Hereditary in 2018. So he has this eye for making weird, suspenseful horror movies. It's not in-your-face scary, but it's very environmentally and psychologically just uncomfortable watching, and it's terrific. So before we get to the number one, just a recap. Escape Room, Little Monsters, Shazam, The Perfection, Rocket Man, Booksmart, Climax, Far From Home, Us, Midsommar, and the number one movie, that I saw in 2019, another movie that I saw twice, both times in theaters it was that good, and that is Joker. And I don't even have to say anything else. Joker, I have yet to see Joker. 2019. I have yet to I, see it. It is terrific. Joaquin Phoenix as Joker might be one of the best casting in a quote-unquote superhero movie, let alone movies, that's ever happened. I mean, Heath Ledger as Joker might be slightly better, like as far as like actual villainy with Batman and all that. But with this being a standalone Joker movie, Joaquin Phoenix is pretty damn good as as the Joker. So I understand that this is based on the movies that you have seen. Yes. But where in the frick is Toy Story Four? Never saw. It. <laughs> I also I, I've been. Are you going to do a top ten movies list? Top ten, top eleven with some honorable mentions, and I didn't even say those, a goddamn thing about Pixar because I haven't seen it. <laughs> this that makes if, no sense. It's if, on Disney Plus. I bet you have it. Why don't you? I I, I do not have Disney Plus. It's not oh, on I Disney. Got it this week. Yeah. I, I also it. here's the thing though. I also I I never saw Toy Story three and. So I've seen Toy Story 1 and 2, but I've never seen 3 or 4. Well, you need to see 3 before you understand what's going on in 4. Well, but also, I uh, also Frozen 
two better than the first Frozen. So you gotta see that. Too. Never, never saw either of those either. Never saw the first Frozen. I well, watched the first Frozen this past week. Yeah, it's pretty damn good actually. <laughs> but the second one's even better. Also, where in the hell is Holmes and Watson in your in your honorable mention list? Come on. First of all, Holmes and, Holmes and Watson was 2018. Second of all, had zero interest in that movie. Looks awful, and it won a bunch of Razzie awards for worst movie like ever made. So, as much as I like Will Ferrell, he really needs to step up his game because the last few movies he's been putting out are straight garbage. I forgot about it being 2018. It was almost a year ago. This is true. So that wraps up another edition of Sneedler's list of all the movies that his eyes have seen. Now in 2019. Yeah. In 2019. (laughs) In 2019. And now it is time for the ball guy of the week. And this ball guy of the week is an update of round two of the ball guy of the year tournament. I'm sure you're all wondering how the polls are looking right now. In round two, we have Lovey Smith, the three seed, taking on Brad Coons, the six seed. They're tied, deadlocked, 50-50, guys. You got to go vote. By the time this episode drops on Thursday, you will have probably about three or four hours left. Go on our page, Lovey Smith versus Brad Coons. They're tied at 50-50. Next matchup we have, we have the seven seed Shaq, Versus the number two seed, David Ross. David Ross has 52% of the votes right now. Over Shaquille O'Neal. Go on. You got about two hours left. Go vote for your favorite. Shaq with the diss tracks or David Ross for becoming the Bear, uh, Cubs' new manager. I forgot to mention for round one, it was Lovey Smith for taking down Wisconsin and leading the Illini into a bowl game, plus having that luscious-looking white beard. Or Brad Coons for also taking Plainfield East into the playoffs as first-year head coach for the Bengals. Third matchup we have is the fourth seed, Mike Tyson, against the fifth seed, Tiger Woods. Mike Tyson knocked out a guy on this podcast, punched him square in the jaw. Jody still got it, could get in that ring, knock anybody else's lights out. Tiger Woods won the Masters 2019. Nobody thought he would do it. Tiger Woods is losing right now to Mike Tyson. Go on, vote. You got two hours left. And our final matchup for round two, the founder of the Ball Guy of the Week segment, it's Miller Time 56. Drew is beating the number nine seed, Joey Chestnut, for winning another hot dog eating title in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition on the 4th of July. You have two hours left, three hours left. Not sure how long. Go vote. Ooh, I was trying to hold that in. Go vote. Ball Guy of the Year. I mean, technically, Joey Chestnut is a balding guy of the uh, yeah, he's pretty year bald. contestant. He's pretty, but... he's kind of bald. <laughs> All right, guys. Last starting five of 2020. When we come back, because we're going to take Christmas and the New Year's week off. Everyone's traveling. We're going to try and stack some interviews while we uh, go on this uh, extended two-week vacation. But when we come back on the first week of January... It's going to be the starting five New Year's resolutions. All right, so start so start thinking. But this week it is our starting five Christmas movies that we personally like with our own eyes, Jeremy, not yours. Yes, our. 
our yes. eyes. <laughs> so, Jeremy, because it was your eyes, I'm going to let you choose the number first. It's between one and a hundred. I'm surprised I'm not getting the first pick since I won in in fantasy football. But no, okay. you already you already um, got paid out. All right, you already got paid out. <laughs> I'll let you choose Actually, the he number. Doesn't even care. Remember, we should put him last. Put me wherever you want. I will still come up with a better list than anyone. Just choose a damn number. I got it. Between what? One in a hundred. One in a hundred. Freaking one. I don't care. One. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. <laughs> the worst choice. <laughs> uh, Forty-two. Vance. Twenty-four. The number was twenty-five in honor of Christmas. Vance, oh, yeah. where do you want to go? I want to go first this time. Okay. I've never gone first, so I'll go first. Matt, you were the second number closest. Four, 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 four. You want number two? Okay. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy, you can go last with back to back. I'll go number three. Yeah, that seems to be where I always go. So let's let's get this over with. <laughs> All right, starting five Christmas movies that we like to watch during the holidays. Let's go. All right, I'm going first. I'm picking Elf. The number one pick. That's that seems to be a good number one pick. Right, I feel good about it. For for my first pick, I gotta go with. The Santa Claus series, man. These are... <laughs> the Santa Claus, dude. Wait, the series. It's, it's, you should, you should, yeah. you should be able to get the one. You yeah, you get, you get one. one. You get one. If you say you a franchise one. name, that's taken, right? Like no, that. no. If there, if there's sequels, you can choose the sequels. There's different one. plots of the movie. All right, fine, you pansies. The first one, the OG, <laughs> the OG, <laughs> the story that started it all. Good. Jesus Christ! Because at this, because at this rate, at this rate, my list is going to be entirely based on sequels. So, <laughs> oh my God, man! <laughs> All right, guys, for my for my first pick, I am going with The Polar Express. I love that movie. God, I hate that movie. What? How do you hate that movie? What do you have against Tom Hanks? I like Tom. What's wrong with that movie? All, all the last time I saw Polar Express, I maybe I was just butthurt as a child. But like when I was a kid in elementary school, we went on like a field trip to the movie theater, and it was to to see the Polar Express. Yeah, we did too. We did too. I think Vance, you remember that? I think I was too old for that. I think I was just upset because I was like, if we're going on a field trip, like going to a movie, I guess that's fine. But like, I don't want to see the Polar Express. So I, I've always just had like weird resentment against that movie. And I've never seen I it, it with since. My family. I've never seen it since. There was a kid in my one of my college classes that looked like that uh, that dork with the glasses. <laughs> um. Okay. So my my picks now. So I have back to back. I'm gonna go with Quentin's favorite, and I'm surprised he didn't pick this before. But National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I hate that movie so much. One of the greatest movies ever no, made. No, that movie sucks. <laughs> you suck, and I hate you. My ex's so parents, what... my ex's family was obsessed with that movie. And during Christmas time, every for five years straight, it was, oh, what are we watching? Oh, it's the fucking National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. How many times, how many times you guys got to watch this goddamn movie? Like, 
<laughs> it was ridiculous. They all had they all had matching pajamas that they would wear to sit down and watch this movie. I I swear to God, I felt like I was in that in an episode of the Twilight Zone, dude. Like it was bad. I just I think you just have terrible holiday spirit. Yeah, you know, but that's what it sounds like to me. Anyway, so <laughs> since Elf is already taken, part of my personal Christmas tradition, Christmas Eve night. I like to watch two movies, two movies, Elf and my pick, Bad Santa. Oh, that Billy, was my first. Uh, That's a good one. I with was thinking Billy, about making that my first pick too, man. I watch that movie every Christmas Eve for the last, I think, like easily five or six years now, maybe even longer than that. I think it is a slept on Christmas movie because it's hilarious it has Bernie Mac in it. It's got a midget elf. Hey, like, and they're hey, st- they're he has a name, stuff. you know, and you're not supposed to call well, him midgets. You're supposed to call Tony him like Cox. little people. The the actor is Tony Cox, who is also a terrific actor. And see him in Me, Myself, and Irene for further proof of that. But Bad Santa, Billy Bob Thornton as Santa Claus. Love it. Terrific movie. You know, Watch it every Christmas Eve. You know, I love it too, but can I be honest with you? That, that movie is the reason why my mother despises Billy Bob Thornton. She hates Billy Bob Thornton See, because of I that could, movie. She always says because he was so mean to that poor fat kid <laughs> in the movie that she hates him. I mean, it, to for his credit, though, the, the kid, the portrayal of that kid in the movie, he is kind of obnoxious. It's hilarious, though, dude. That kid is so funny making him <laughs> the like, wooden pickle. Yeah, he's like, I made you a pickle. He's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> You want some sandwiches? <laughs> sure, kid. I guess. What kind of what kind of sandwiches? I don't know. Just sandwiches. <laughs> oh god. Okay, man. I knew you know I was this close to taking Bad Santa with my first overall pick too. Um, for my second pick, though, I am gonna have to go with. The classic. It plays for 24 hours on Christmas Eve all the way through Christmas oh, Day. Oh, damn it. I'm going with the Christmas story because if you don't watch it, then you'll never know that you'll shoot your eye out if you get that BB gun. And that was the very <laughs> first, out, you know, that was the very first movie that taught me don't stick your tongue on frozen poles. Hell yeah. That's important to know, yeah. It's so funny the way he does that in the movie. It's just like, Ugh. And then he keeps pulling. You know what's and they though? just the leave kid. his ass. They leave his ass out there and just go in the class. They They're do. like, the fun. bell rang. Fun fact, the kid from A Christmas Story is in Elf. He's one of the guys who works at, the, at Santa's workshop in Elf. Wow. Fun fact. Should have a, a fun fact segment. Is it my, is it my pick? Well, you know how oh, the draft Matt, works, Matt, so you don't have to ask. Here. I can't count to four. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, my second pick it's a Rankin Bass production, you guys. What Santa did you Claus just say? To town. What? what the hell did you just say to me? It's a, it's a Rankin <laughs> Bass production. They did stop motion back in the day. What uh, the hell does that even mean? 
Was that like on the bottle of like a Snapple cap? Get your VHS tapes and shit, or go to Walmart and pick up the DVD for Santa Claus is Coming to Town because that's my second pick. Is that one of the CBS movies? Matt, you only get one moment. You get one moment of show, not two. I like those movies. CBS bought the Rankin Bass production licenses for those. I like those. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, so that's good stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. Everybody's over here like, "What'd you call me?" Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the production company, man. God. More fun facts. We're just coming through with fun facts right now. I watched it till the very end, and like every time it had the little music with the flute, Rankin Bass production. Nobody ever saw that. God damn, you eight year olds need to start watching <laughs> things all the way through. Matt, I don't care what anybody says about you, but you're okay, dude. <laughs> Angry oh. Matt is my favorite Matt. So. <laughs> Matt's moment part two. It makes for Save good it. content. Um, <laughs> but my uh, my third pick. Uh, Wait. What? Yeah, yeah, you don't have back to back. What do you I'm, think I'm this is? Yes, I do. No, you don't. You're number two. Vance is one. I'm number one. He's not <laughs> number one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, I'm fried right now. One. You guys don't know what the production company is that makes those stop motion classics. Oh, when he said fried, I thought something else. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, man, he doesn't touch the devil's lettuce. Yeah, lay off the weed, man. Um, <laughs> as Stephen A would say. Um, but no, for my next pick, I'm going to go with Four Christmases. Oh, that Four was on my long. list too, man. One. That's a great I don't know movie. If I've ever seen that one, dude. It's so it's funny. pretty funny when uh, his brother. It's like one of his brothers is UFC fighting him around the house. It's pretty awesome. You know, that's like, what Vince, in the that's realm of Vince Vaughn, right? And like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yes, yes and Reese Witherspoon. Yes, sir. Who's the production company for that one? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. New Line Cinema. <laughs> I don't know. Me. I was the. I produced it. Me. And then the other one I'm going to go with here, I feel bad because I've never really watched it like that, but it's very, very popular from you know fans. And I mean, I even know from my job, people would want to buy these. It's called Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, uh, Tim Burton. That's a Halloween movie. Halloween. The, the Nightmare it's, Before it's Christmas, a, it's in the name. Like, holy <laughs> shit. No, um, but I'm like, no, but I've never really seen it like that, so I feel bad picking it. But, I mean, I've heard a lot of people really like it. I've seen and, a part uh, of it. The pajamas were sold out like in November, so I mean, it was like they're very popular. I don't know. At my job, like I can tell that it's a a big a big deal, I guess. Well, they're back people. in stock at Target, so if you want, <laughs> check it out. I love how you know that. <laughs> I was at Target right. yesterday. <laughs> I, was, oh, like, I mean, I don't want them, but people wanted them. Like, I don't know. I, it was weird, but yeah, no, that'll be my thing. Matt, you you probably went to the mall to go see Santa and had your list, and it was on there. You know, Santa, they're sold out, but they're back at Target. I want these pajamas, please. <laughs> Dude, when I was a kid, I didn't know what Target was because place without a Target. But um, it's can I can I do my third pick now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. Just double checking. Um, uh, let's. Uh, I'm blanking again. Don't hurt yourself. This is why we have the outline, Matt. So you make a list of your fucking movies. You gave me the outline like two moments before you started recording. So um, (laughs) that's an exaggeration. It was like a couple hours. (laughs) 
It was like 5.30, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice Oh, times. shit. I missed one that I should have picked. Damn it. Well, I'm going to take it now. <laughs> yeah, I can't say. I'm not giving you any. I'm not giving you any hints, but I'm so mad because I just watched this the other day, and I don't know why I didn't come So from my so for my third, it's another Reagan and Bass production. I think uh, it's the year without a Santa Claus. If, if you I, haven't seen that, you need to go ahead and watch it. Haven't seen it should. Haven't seen it should. Is what you guys are saying. It's the Snow Miser and Heat Miser Brothers, man. Like, the Miser Brothers. And they save Christmas for this town in, uh, what's it called? It's like Southtown, USA. So you need to go and watch it. Santa Claus wants to take a vacation. They, uh, they bring him back for Christmas. So is this like a St. Louis thing? Santa Claus no, It's coming. like a... If you grew up in the 60s and you know about it kind of thing. But you grew up uh, in the I, 90s. <laughs> I Whoa. grew up in the 90s and 2000s, yes. But I knew about it because my parents knew better. So, Oh, well, okay. What are you trying to say there, guy? Huh? I'm saying go find <laughs> oh. Without a Santa Claus and watch it. Okay. Oh, I have my next two picks banked right there. Well, good, because I'm about <laughs> to take them right now because you, before another Vince Vaughn movie gets taken away from me, I <laughs> my third pick, I'm going with Fred Claus. That movie. Oh, I, forgot, I forgot about that damn movie. Yeah. That movie is great. So funny. I love that one. So funny. I it's like got Paul Giamatti. It's got Paul Giamatti and it's got Vince Vaughn. That is a very, very good movie. Fred Claus is my third pick. All right. So beginning my back-to-back lists here, I'm going to go with the newest Grinch movie, the Benedict Cumberbatch I Illumination. Had, I just watched that the other day, and I, I'll, I agree with you. That was a very good movie. If I had to choose, I mean, obviously there's the OG Grinch animated movie, like that's great and all. The Jim Carrey one, dude, stop. In hi- stop, in hindsight, stop, stop. In hi- you you might be taking creepy. other people's picks, man. Hey, I'm just right. Saying. Yeah, you're you're ruining it, man. Sorry. That's why we nice things, man. Season, it's the season of giving. Um, <laughs> so the new the new Grinch movie is my third pick. My fourth pick to go along with New Grinch, Bad Santa, and Christmas Vacation. I'm going to go with, and this is a movie I actually just watched recently, but Home Alone. That was on my list, too. I was wondering why it wasn't said yet. We are going with Home Alone for a solid pick there. So that's a true Christmas movie? Like, I yeah. Know that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because he gets left alone. Uh, the family goes on vacation for Christmas, and they leave, they leave little Macaulay Culkin at, all by himself at home. What kind of fucking parents were they? Well, that's that's what's funny. I was watching Forgetful a video. Words. I was watching a video, and it was entitled like movie plots that wouldn't exist uh, if they had cell phones. And Home Alone was the number one pick on that list. Was, yeah, because the robbers wouldn't show had, up. DCFS would. Yeah, yeah. As long as they had a cell, if they had a cell phone, they could have known that they, or you know, all the or if modern technology existed, obviously they wouldn't have left their damn son at home alone. But with that Sneed, but with that Sneed, you can, you know, using retro technology, you get to the airport once you find out, uh, not when you get on the plane, 
but when you're yeah. in the lobby, find know, yourself yeah. a pay phone and call that home. That is also God true. Yeah, that that's also where the smartphone comes into play. Is at some point along their journey, even before they're on the flight, they would have been like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I think we forgot. I think we forgot." I mean, it, it, then you have, have airplane it, mode to worry about. With or without it, without a cell phone, that's a bad plot. I don't get it. It is, yeah, in hindsight, it is. I mean, I have a three-year-old son. It's like, there's no way I would ever forget him anywhere. Like, <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> Terrible. You're just a better parent than those parents are. Yeah, hey, I got something. <laughs> okay, so for my fourth pick, I'm going to go with Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas okay. with the Cranks. I feel like underrated Christmas movie. Very good story. Keeps you interacted. It's got the kid from Malcolm in the Middle in there. I forget his name, but that kid's hilarious. Uh, Frankie Muniz. No, no, no. The the youngest brother. The little one. Uh, Dewey. I don't, I don't know what the character. Yeah, Dewey. There you go. Dewey. I don't know his, his name in real life, but yeah, Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> so Christmas with the Cranks is my number four. Matt. It's it's me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, my fourth pick. It's it's an old school one, like old school. It's black and white even. Yeah, it seems like all your picks are old school. <laughs> hey man, the Santa Claus. That's late nineties, okay, or early nineties. I, I forget which one. But the first one's early nineties. That was before or after like he that. went to jail for cocaine. I don't think those were in plots. That of was movies. long after. That was long dude, after. Dude, Tim Allen, dude, he was a coke dealer. He went to jail for. Oh, a while. dude, he didn't become an actor until. Yeah, that was when he. That, that was when he was a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Okay, so your fourth pick. My fourth pick is, "It's a Wonderful Life." Never seen it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Miracle <laughs> you, on Thirty. You need to. It's a uh, see. That's one of the picks. Uh, leave it out there for everybody to pick it, but. Uh, that that's a that's a good movie. It's a wonderful life. You need to watch it if you haven't. Yeah, because every time a bell rings, Anthony Rendon gets his wings. I've actually I've heard that every time a bell rings, Stan Kroenke gets kicked in the nuts. <laughs> He's back on that. Oh, that a nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> that's another option for you guys. So it's right. my turn now, right? Back to back, last two. All right, I'm excited. Um, I'm definitely taking the Jim Carrey Grinch. That's the one I was upset about. That's the one I wanted. Yeah, that's I a good one. I love that movie, man. It's hilarious. That's a very good and, one, yeah. Uh, yeah, just like, I mean, so many little parts of it. It's just like subtle, subtly funny to me. Like, you know, I don't know. Dude, my favorite part little of that bit. movie, my favorite part of that movie is when he's trying to figure out what to wear to go to that thing. And then <laughs> through it, after all of it, he's like, that's it. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> If I can't find anything, I will not go. <laughs> either <laughs> either that or when he takes his socks off and they start acting like worms and going across the floor. <laughs> yeah. I filmed the part the other day where like he shaves his face. You remember that? And he's all yeah. cut up. And he doesn't want to <laughs> show his face. And then as soon as he shows his face, it's within two seconds. Someone's like, look at that hack job. Like, they, they, they just got him so bad. I'm like, oh, Lord. If someone said that to me at school, we'd be fighting. Like, we'd be fighting. That's it. Like, you're not going to beg me. Like I forgot that, right? that that's in the background. Like, look at that. Yeah, like, yeah, he says in the background, like, all smooth. Like, look at that hack job. And it's like everyone starts cracking up. Like, that shit was awesome. Oh, man, I'm cracking up. 
I am cracking. So yeah, up. so that was um, that was the one that I was all mad about. But yeah, that was the one I really wanted. And then the other one that I want here, um, newer one, maybe not as popular for everyone, but you should watch it if you haven't seen it. It's called The Night Before with Seth Rogen. Oh, and, solid, uh, solid movie. I forgot about movie that. Movie very funny. Yeah, like it's it's really funny, all around, like from start to finish. Really like that movie. Matt, your last pick. What is it? It better be a good one. My last we all pick know. here. I don't know if you can see, but on my phone, I'm just scrolling through, trying to remember things that I have seen before. There's that one. But then there's that one. I don't know. For some reason, I'm always flipping through the channels looking for Jack Frost. Um, not the uh, not the cartoon, but I'm looking for the live-action Jack Frost. Never seen the it. Horror, the horror movie one? No, the nineteen ninety eight version. Um, oh. That movie, that's a low key good pick. I saw it in the when I was looking at Christmas movies. I was looking them up earlier. I saw that in the list, and I'm like, oh, that movie was kind of good, but it was weird at the same time. Yeah, it's it's like when uh, when his like dad is dead or something, and he and he hangs out with him through Jack Frost, the snowman, I think. Yeah, and then, yeah, it, it, and then they made yeah. a scary movie. They made a scary movie version about it too. I saw that and I pissed my pants. No, not really, but <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. You can take a go at it, though. Oh, boy. Is that... Let's just never... Uh... That's a very <laughs> terrible one. Just... No. Okay. Listen to that no. hack job. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can do impressions, but not that one. Oh, boy. So for my third pick, or for my final pick here... Ah, man, there's a couple on my list. I don't know which one I want. You know what? I'm going to go with Deck the Halls, okay? Deck the Halls will probably be my last pick here. It's with uh, Danny DeVito. Very funny movie. Him and He puts up all these lights on his house to try and see it from space. If you haven't seen it, Deck the Halls. That's my final pick. All right. For me, I'm going to give a quick honorable mention your bench since players. I, I, Your since bench I do have the last pick, honorable mention goes to Krampus for being <laughs> for being actually kind of scary and also a really nice I, uh, a really nice Christmas movie with the idea of you can't you can't lose your Christmas spirit otherwise the evil spirit of Krampus will come and kill your entire family on Christmas. So you know you got to keep that in mind around the holidays is trying to keep Krampus away. Um, Remember and, him from the league. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and the movie gives us evil gingerbread men. Just for that alone is is amazing. But my last pick is going to be one of the most underrated movies in his entire catalog, and that is Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy oh, Nights. Oh no! Whoa. I totally forgot about that. I guess it's more of like. I guess it's more of a holiday movie since Han- it's more about Hanukkah, but yeah, either way, Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, I find myself watching it at least once once a year around in, in the month of December. That's it's, and then yeah, it's so quotable. Anytime anytime I'm playing basketball, if someone mentions technical foul, the first thing I think of is that movie. With that's a technical foul, and that's I, I so think that movie's funny, awesome. Dude. Another another movie where you gotta you gotta keep you gotta remember to have Christmas spirit around. Him and the his wife have one big foot and one little foot. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, a amazingly underrated movie. So that wraps up this year's starting five. Uh, I had a couple bench players, too. Um, I had a very Harold and Kumar Christmas on my list that, <laughs> that I didn't... Uh, I didn't use, and I had a Charlie Brown Christmas. How about Frosty? Uh, yeah, the Sno- How about Brown. Frosty the Snowman? Nah, Frosty melts, dude. <laughs> Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I saw that. <laughs> like they made an animated version of it. It's pretty nice. Yeah, uh, it's it's entertaining. Now, uh, one I'm... of my bench players is actually like a TV movie. <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's from. When I was AC family, uh, the movie Christmas Do Over. It kind of reminds me of, uh, and uh, it's 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 hilarious. I, I watch it every year. Now I have to ask: Are you guys on the fence of, or which side of the fence are you on with Die Hard being a Christmas movie or not? I'll be honest with you: I've never seen Die Hard ever. Neither have I. Okay, Vance and Vance and Matt. Um, say it again. I'm sorry. Is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes or no? I'm going to go no. with no. No. Just because it takes place during Christmas doesn't make a, a Christmas movie. But yeah. doesn't it tech technically if it's ta- if the setting is Christmas, isn't it technically a Christmas movie? Let's say that I record a video on December 25th, and it's me <laughs> pissing on a picture of Stan Kroenke. It doesn't make it a Christmas video, does it? No. <laughs> yes, it does. It makes it a regular video. It's absolutely... I wish Stan Kroenke heard this, though. Like, you know, if there was that one <laughs> we... thing I could do, like one Christmas wish, he could hear this. He concert. easily can. It will be on the internet. I'm going to try Kron- and get Steve Kroenke onto the show now. It's Stan, Stan Kroenke. Kron- <laughs> Who the hell is Steve I, I, I switched his name on purpose to try and make you like him. Stan you know, Kroenke appears as the, ghost of, as the ghost of Christmas past to lead Matt on his journey through his life. Stan Kroenke can just suck his own balls. <laughs> That's going to be the new merchandise in 2020 for <laughs> Section 3. Kroenke can suck his own balls. Yes. All right, Matt, get us out of here. Wrap up the show. Well, before I do that, I need to give a proper Matt's moment. Um, I know my rabbi Stan Kroenke filled in some time, but you haven't done I, that yet. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> kind of got skipped over, you know. But we haven't talked about NHL today. I wanted to talk about um, last Saturday's game: the Blues versus Blackhawks. Yeah, our Blackhawks suck, dude. They're not good right now. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I really don't I mean, want to talk about that. Three yeah, to zero. Yeah, yeah, the Blackhawks are bad, dude. Of the third so period. that that wraps up uh, this week's show. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that right see now. See you guys next year. Dude, we'll see him next want, year. I just want to put that out there. Uh, I just want to put that out there. And to make matters worse, <laughs> I heard Gloria all day today on the radio. I don't even want. I don't. We're not even going to get into it. Matt, get us out of here. Wrap it up. Tell us where they can find us and listen to us. But come on, man! I'm gonna bring it back. Gonna bring it back. I'm very proud of the uh, four to three win by the Blues, and I went to the game this past Monday while St. Louis had a winter storm. Uh, and who else would we play against besides the Colorado Avalanche? We uh, 
We beat the crap out of the Avalanche. And after the fifth goal in the third period, me and the other people in the crowd were chanting, Kronky sucks. Kronky sucks. And I love it because he <laughs> is one of the owners of uh, the Colorado Avalanche. And I'm, and I'm very, very happy that we piss on their parade. But bringing it back to Chicago, you were just listening to Chicago's newest sports podcast, Section 312. It's actually not the newest, but we don't talk about competition. <laughs> Section 312. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Not MySpace because it's garbage. You can find it at Section 312 Show. Uh, you can check us out on our website, section312.com. Learn about the people that you're listening to, and you can catch up on some previous <laughs> podcast episodes. What is this guy laughing at? <laughs> but uh, don't forget, we are an affiliate of Midwest Sports Network. You can find them on mwsn.net. You can check out some other podcasts from other markets over there, too. And as always, don't forget to check out some merch. And guys, that wraps up the final episode of Section 312 for the 2019 year. We will be back in the first week of January with another starting five New Year's resolutions. We will give you the updates on the Ball Guy of the Year champion. And have a safe, happy holidays. Have a new, happy, I can't even talk. Have a happy new year. Drink responsibly. And when you do, sit down in Section 312. Thank you.